Hello and welcome to another video games to the max, episode 134. We are the official Pokemon Games Zone podcast. I'm your host Sean Garmer, and I want to say thank you uh, to Josh Welchel for letting us use that song, of course, um, as our theme, and of course the uh, the awesome co-host that I have, Mr. Mark Morrison, is here. Howdy. So, Mark, you said that. Uh, you needed to. Yeah, I'll just do this quick. I made a uh, joke to a, you know, a bad joke to a friend of mine online named uh, Sarah Benincasa. She's a comedian. Uh, I'll apologize again on here. I don't know if you'll hear this or not, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but I, no, I meant no malice in the joke I said. So there you go, and I won't repeat it here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I have a habit. Of doing that, of like just making like, I wouldn't say off color, but just weird jokes that some people just don't take the way I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean it happens. So the uh, trust me, like uh, <laughs> Gary said some things sometimes <laughs> that uh, some people have kind of gotten at me like, whoa, what's he saying there? Like, it's yeah. that's just how he is. I wouldn't. Uh, necessarily take it one way or the other uh but hey you know maybe she'll hear it and well, i'll link her to it and see how that goes <laughs> well best of luck uh to that so uh you know i'm, I'm not going to start this the usual way because we have some big uh i mean it's been out for a few days but it's some big stuff to talk about here with uh, you know of course comic-con happened uh, there was things that happened there, but pretty much like after the Comic-Con stuff, we had this huge uh, thing break about Eurogamer having information about what Nintendo NX is. And, I mean, it's pretty much what we kind of been, nobody been talking about, what everybody in the, the entire world has pretty much been talking about NX being. But there's a little bit of discrepancy as far as what it is and what it's going to do. It isn't a full console hybrid. I mean, this is a rumor, obviously, so it could still be completely wrong. Uh, I, I'm leaning towards we're the cat's sort of out of the bag, and Nintendo's going to probably try to deny, and then perhaps they move up their reveal event. Who knows? But I mean, we're already getting into August, and they got to supposedly next month is when they're going to do this, but. If for some reason you haven't heard the news or you don't uh, necessarily always pay attention to everything uh, gaming news-wise, it's supposed to, it's a portable console, not a home console that detaches as a portable. And it attaches to a docking station that has no power to it. So the portable is the machine. What do you think when you hear that? Like, instead of having a home console that actually has a lot of the power in it, it's basically the most powerful handheld we've ever seen, which is a cross between almost being as powerful as the Xbox One, but, you know, not the PS4. It sounds like the Neo Geo X, uh, which was a handheld Neo Geo, and you could plug it into a dock to get it on the TV. Mm -hmm. My... My concern with this thing, well, it's twofold, really. One is the price, because this sounds expensive to me. 
and two, it's not the not the portability, but like how rugged it's going to be, or how tough it's going to be. Like, I I imagine this thing is going to be pretty delicate in the inside, even if it's like even if it's using cartridges like they claim or they assume. But still, like having that amount of delicate electronics and a what you would assume is a pretty s- small form factor shell. And assuming little kids are going to be buying it or, you know, going to want it for Christmas and stuff, it's like, I don't, I mean, I, you better hope parents buy warranties with this thing or insurance. <laughs> I'd imagine they already have to be trying to build some kind of case or something for this that you would put it in when you're not using it. Because, as you said, Nintendo likes to cater to kids. And even though kids now are used to holding tablets and, you know, sometimes very large tablets, it's still something where, you know, easily they can drop things. Easily they get distracted. And you drop it in the wrong place, you break it, and there goes the entire $500 or whatever this is going to cost, which, you know, Tatsumi Mishima's already said, you know, of course, Nintendo president, they're not selling this at a loss. And if they sold the Wii U at what was it, three hundred and fifty? Yeah. Originally, the for the deluxe version. I cannot imagine this thing with if it really does have that power in it. And especially if it has the there's a rumor going around that it could have the Tegra X two chip, which means it would be as powerful as the PS four, which means it would be even more expensive. And I'd have to think it would be about 500 I don't see Nintendo going that high at all. I would say their max would be 400 honestly. Um, just because they do, do want to stay competitive with the Xbox One and PS4. Like, if they went 500 even if it is this hybrid thing, it, it would be insane for Nintendo. Like, none of their consoles have launched anywhere near that price. Um, yeah, I mean, they already had a problem with the 3DS costing too much when it came out. So. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll have a touchscreen. Uh, so that ma- makes games like Mario Maker to kind of be not viable for that thing anymore. Which is a bummer, because that's one of the best Wii U games out there. I played it without the touchscreen on my gamepad. I just used the buttons. I mean, yeah, you can, but it, it's a lot more intuitive with the touchscreen. You just, you know, draw, like basically draw the level out. Oh, no. You're totally right. I, it was so much easier to use my stylus or whatever uh, than actually just having to press the button to get everything. Uh, you're, you're right about um, that. But, yeah, like, this thing may work, but, yeah, I'm just, I, cause I, I don't know about when you were a kid, but when I was a kid, I literally went through, like, five Game Boys as a kid. I only had, I was very protective about my portable electronics, and I still am. I've, I just, you know, when I got the the phone that I have now, I think I had dropped my S4, like a total of probably like 10 or 15 times for the entire two years. I'm just very careful about that kind of thing, but not, most kids are not. Like, I can only tell you... My kid, she gets distracted and something, she falls or, you know, do things kids do. 
leaves the the tablet on the wrong something that where it could easily get knocked over and it does and you know it i mean this is, it's going to happen and yeah. i just they i imagine they have to have some kind of either some big warranty or they're going to allow obviously you know best buy will have their their big warranty they always have and you know the the retail stores will have one but you know nintendo might have to find themselves into some trouble if if they do get this where it's easily breakable you know uh, like you said durability is an issue i think other than the price you also got to worry about the battery life i mean yeah the gamepad is terrible with battery life. Like that thing will last about four hours. And then you have to put it in the docking station. And yeah you can play it. But it's really awkward to play with inside the docking station. And the 3DS XL goes about seven. Maybe anywhere from five to seven hours. It's okay. And you can also play it while you're charging. It's not like it's going to die on you. Or whatever. And I don't know how that's going to be. But this thing is supposed to be meant to be portable. And... You know, it depends on how much you play it at a time. It could die fast. If this thing is that powerful, I cannot imagine it lasts very long. Yeah. Well, the one good thing is the Tigra chip is a it's a mobile chip. I mean, it's for phones and stuff and tablets. So it is very good on power consumption. I would think, I would say the this thing better have a user-replaceable battery. Like, you know slot in the back that you can put in like another lithium ion battery into it or like a high capacity one because if it's not like the like the wii u gamepad isn't that's dead like you're dead that thing is going to be dead in the water i think because the 3ds has a battery doesn't it or no the 3ds does have a... I, know, I know the i know the 2ds does it has it just like a double a or something <laughs> No, uh, the 3DS, from what I'm looking at my XL, there's, unless you take it apart, yeah, there's no thing to take the battery out. And he, like, but the thing with that is, over the years, that battery dies or you know, drains chemically, and it gets worse and worse. So. Right, it's like a phone, you know, the, the phone's... Yeah, that's why you have to do the two-year replacement thing, because usually after around a year, year and a half, the phone battery starts just not charging the same as it did. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing, too. If it's a lithium-ion, they're going to have to make it to where you can get the replaceable battery. You know, you can buy the battery separate and replace them, but, you know, that's something that you would hope they don't happen in the first year, and you don't have to worry about it, but Nintendo does have to worry about that I mean the gamepad does have a charger you can buy for 40 bucks so and I mean, you can't there is a battery pack in the 3ds xl like you just pop out right. the cover so i mean the that thing better have something like that or after a year or two that thing you're only going to be able to hook it up to a tv because the minute you go off on the world you know five minutes later it's dead right uh, I mean, it does have apparently two detachable controllers. Uh, I'd imagine that they would have to have something either in the dock it or in the dock or something that you attach to it that allows you to have more controllers. Because how you can go backwards in the amount of controllers you can have 
would be really weird. When almost every console since the yeah, 64, 64. <laughs> four controllers. Yeah, but... I would say yeah, but a lot of Nintendo games don't use that, except for... I mean, Smash Brothers, obviously, Mario Kart. That's about it. I mean... Splatoon. They, yeah, uh... That one, obviously. But a lot of games don't have that, or don't really need that type of functionality. I'm not saying you're wrong. Like, it better have support for four controllers or four players, but a lot, a lot, a lot of Nintendo games just don't need it anymore. They just say, go, go online. <laughs> right, and I, I do think it is intuitive that they have the controllers inside the system so that if you're with a friend, you can just pop out the controllers and they can play with you. You know, that's something really cool that we have never seen in a portable. Uh, you know, they, they had the the link stuff and all that stuff for trading and, and whatever for battling for, like, Pokemon and other things or whatever, but never something where it basically has controllers inside of it where you can go, hey, I'm over at your house. Here, just grab this controller. We can play together with this. And we don't even have to have it hooked up to the TV. Um, that's... That's a pretty cool thing, you know. How how portable do you think see this thing being then, or how flimsy or cheap are those controllers going to feel? <sighs> or how many buttons do you think it'll have? <laughs> I, I well, I mean, it's got to have at least the main four, right? Like, you know, the yeah. But I, you think you think a D pad, an analog stick, you'd hope. Uh, X, Y, A, B, and maybe a few shoulder buttons and start and, and maybe a start button, but that's a lot of buttons to cram onto a controller, or two controllers, really, that's going to fit inside of a thing. Yeah, you're right, I mean, but I think all that stuff's kind of standard, you sort of have to have it now, because there's games that obviously use that you couldn't have if you didn't, uh, and, I mean, I hope they wouldn't try to do the mobile thing where you're going to try to put them on the screen, you know, or something like that, which would be stupid, but... Plus, it doesn't have a touch screen. I mean, that, that's what I yeah. said earlier. Like, it may not just not, and it'll be like you have six buttons, and that's all you have. <laughs> Maybe, like, I'm thinking it'll be like the SNES controller, if anything. And that would be weird in the, kind of today's age, but... I mean, maybe, why not? I mean, I, w I don't know why you would go backwards. Again, like going backwards in technology, I don't know necessarily that that's going to help you. Uh, you know, you've already got the mini NES coming out, and that's where you're getting your nostalgia from and and all that. And I think that's awesome, and I hope we get a mini SNES at one point as well. Uh, how, about a, how about a mini Virtual Boy? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's just an eye patch that goes, <laughs> that goes over one eye, and you can play games that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, trade eyes when the other one of them gets stuck. Yeah, when you get when you get eye strain, you start going blind. God, uh, you know. But aside from that, I just I think there's a lot of positives here, and the main one for me is that now everybody's gonna get their dream come true. Of okay, you'll get Pokemon on a console that you can play on your TV. Even though you could technically do that on the Pokemon Stadium games, but... No, no, they'll restrict it, so they'll be like, if we know it's plugged in the dock, we can no longer allow this game to be played. <laughs> I would laugh if that's what happens. Like, no, you have to play it outside. 
Get a new Pokemon Stadium 2 going. Yeah, I mean, that could happen. You know, I I do think it's good because for so many years they've had to decide, do we put this on 3DS or do we put this on Wii U? And then, or, or Wii or whatever, you know. And now it's just one system. All the franchises go on it. They all work. Uh, the cartridge thing, I think, is getting overblown because their cartridges can hold just as much as the Blu-ray disc now. So, well, it. also, like, they don't need it. I mean, they don't need a blue like they don't need a fifty gigabyte Blu-ray disc to, you know, have a Mario game on it or anything like that. No, you're right about that. And this also allows it to where maybe you don't need to have a separate uh, memory card or anything. Another flash thing to to have uh it saves it could just save right on the console yeah uh, you know like back in the day so that's another plus i think it less stuff you have to carry around have to have with you uh in order to you know the, all your games are right there obviously you still have to have the cartridge uh, they did you know according to this they were at some point thinking about having a uh optical drive where it's no disc or cartridge at all it's just all digital but they kind of seen the nix that i did which i think is smart because we're still not in that age where this is proven to work flawlessly there's still problems all the time and you know the moment that you can't play a game there's going to be hundreds and thousands of you know possibly millions of people getting upset about the fact they can't play a game because it didn't work at that moment or something Do you think that there's a chance that people see this and go, it's not as powerful enough as even the PS4? Uh, not touching it. No, because Nintendo consoles have been underpowered since the N64, and that hasn't mattered to people one damn bit. Well, for the Wii U, it did. Yeah, um, I mean... The Wii U suffered from more problems than that, though. I mean, the controller is a hindrance. The name is a big problem. And Nintendo never got third-party support going for it. I still think this might have issues with third-party support. Well, let's see if we can find it. There was a great thing on Kotaku just tonight about how many games the Wii U had versus, like, how many Nintendo made. And, uh... Let's see... The Wii U had... Nintendo made 39 games for the Wii U. And third parties made 118. For physical games, by the like, mind you. Compare that to the Wii, which Nintendo made 55 Wii games. Compared to 1,200. Jeez. And 1,200 is a slightly bigger number than 118. <laughs> I mean, how much of the shovelware, though, too? Yeah, but, I mean, still, like... Eighty percent, but still, even even going by that, like it's still a a much better, bigger number, or you know, at least double that number. So, oh well, you're right. And the thing is, too, though, most of the games that you're owning on the Wii U are the Nintendo made ones. Most people don't, unless Wii U is the only console you own. Most people are not getting a lot of the third party stuff as it is. Yeah. So. That in itself is an issue, 
that could happen here with the port. I mean, look, they do get very good support usually for their portables. Uh, if for anything, the Japanese, co- the other Japanese companies will support them, and you know, you might have. I mean, I don't know if you know you'll get your EAs, your Activisions, but um, you know, perhaps uh, you know Ubisoft is always good about supporting them. Uh, perhaps you'll still get, uh, you know, whatever Konami decides to do with video games. You know, Sega will support them because they're always about usually supporting Nintendo. So, uh, I mean, uh, I'm running out of in my head of any more American... Capcom, they'll support yeah. them. Yeah, of course, Capcom, you know, just... I, I think definitely the Japanese, I don't know if Bethesda will either because they're very much about high-power gaming and everything like that. So, you know, that that's the thing. Uh, Take-Two also had positive things to say about them, too. So that could be something that perhaps... I, I don't know if Grand Theft Auto, the next Grand Theft Auto, will be coming to that system, but... Oh, hell no. You know, <laughs> uh, that's the thing. Will companies want to make dumbed-down versions of their game for this system? And I think it all depends on how much it sells, right? That's the biggest factor. Yeah, because the we sold bananas, so everyone made a game for it, regardless of whether or not it was a good idea or not. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you know, we had Call of Duties and all that stuff on that system, and Madden and sports games that were so weird playing on the Wii, but you got them to work, you know, they, they worked, or they made them work because it was the Wii, and people were buying them, you know. Uh, this is going to be super interesting what exactly, if at all, Nintendo even says about it in the coming days as we get closer to, you know, we're just now on the last prep- the last days of July going into August now. If they want to hit that March release date, they've got to say something soon. Do you expect them to confirm anything? Do you expect them to do anything in August or just... September closer to the holidays. I honestly anticipate them going waiting till Christmas, like right after Christmas or beginning of January, because they really? still need to just do two day, two months of build up. Yeah, because it's Nintendo, and they know. I mean, they know if people will buy it, and they still need to sell. They won't sell a ton, but they still need to sell Wii U's for Christmas, and. Uh, if they announce this thing now, it'll just be like what happened with Xbox One and their Scorpio thing. It's like the Xbox One sales are going to tank. And I don't know. I think they're pretty resigned to the fact the Wii U is dead and the fact that they took their one big system seller and made sure that it comes out the same time as when we think the NX is going to come out, unless it gets delayed. Like, what are you happy to buy for the Wii U this Christmas? Bayonetta 2. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing. Like, And then a lot of these games are going to get ported over to the NX. Like, a lot of the big games. Because they want people to play them. Star Fox? If you can go go yeah, play that turd of a game. <laughs> yeah, play Star Fox. Uh, <laughs> you know, those games, I mean, they haven't had the best of luck this year. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions notwithstanding because that was actually a pretty good game. But, 
other than that, I mean, they've kind of been up and down this year. But, I mean, you know, I saw a chart uh, that's, that showed that, like, their best-selling games were on Portable. Smash Brothers, I think, outsold almost double on Portable than Wii U. Yeah, but there's also double or triple the amount of 3DS, 3DSs out there. So Well, but you, yeah. You, you would expect it to. I mean, even if every... Even if every Wii U owner bought Smash Brothers, the 3DS would still be better. Like more, like would have sold more. Yeah, but when that number is closer to like 10 million as opposed to like I think barely almost four, that's concerning. I mean, the biggest uh, selling game was obviously Mario Kart 8 because a lot of that was bundles. You know, so I just it's I it, I think this makes a lot of sense for Nintendo. They still don't have a foothold in the market for phones, even though Pokemon Go seems to be just blasting that every day. Hey, but that's not their game. We'll have to see when they make when Fire Emblem comes out and when Animal Crossing and all that comes out if that has the same cachet, which it probably won't because Pokemon is Pokemon. But you know, the the mobile area for them is still the whole. We want you to give you like a slice of what this game is, so that you'll want to buy it on whatever system it's on. And I think that that creates something where okay, we have this new NX, and you can take it with you just like you do your phone. Uh, it's probably it's not going to be it's too it's uh, big, so you're not going to have it in your pocket. You're going to have to. You're going to have to carry a bag around, which is another thing, too. It's not like the 3DS or anything like that where you can put it in your pocket and you can just have it there. You have to have this carrying case or something else with you that you perhaps may not have, especially men. You know, women have a purse. You can put it in your purse, maybe. But, like, men, not everywhere do you go with a backpack or a bag or, or whatever. You know, you just go with... Just, just get a purse. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. It, it, it's just two thousands. <laughs> right? I just, uh, it's, I, I, I'd love to see how the kids take to this and and what the reaction is going to be, but I'm sure a lot of it's going to be overly negative because of the power thing and all that, but would you want to have one of these? Uh, Probably not. I mean, personally, just because I haven't had a Nintendo system. I mean, I have a Wii, but I haven't played it. Like, I've never really got a lot of games for it. The last Nintendo system I really got into was the N64, mm-hmm. uh, which wasn't particularly great as far, except for, like, Mario and Mario Kart and, like, Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it all... For me, it really would depend on the price. If it was like three hundred dollars, then sure. But if it was four or five hundred, probably not, because I'd probably want to get a PS4 X or 4K or or maybe the Scorpio. Yeah. But but those are those systems just have more games that I like to play on them, like driving games or action adventure games or RPGs. Right. I mean, you could but, get a lot of RPGs now because they do make those a lot for the 3DS. So yeah, but they aren't the, they aren't the ones that I would like that I'm into personally. Right. I I don't like Fire Emblem, so that that series does nothing for me. So if you eliminate that for that part of the equation, Nintendo has no other RPGs out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing is, uh, they do have 
the capability now with this system of perhaps making games that they don't make uh, themselves, or you do have the third parties that say, okay, well, maybe we do need to make an open world RPG, or maybe we do need to make this big action game that's not Mario and not Metroid and not Zelda. Yeah. They've pretty much abandoned the Metroid franchise as it is already, so... <laughs> I would hope that they reassess that after Federation Force just dies. Just, I hate saying that, but you know, that thing is not going to get received well, and I'll be surprised if it sells. Yeah, I'm curious about how well Star Fox did personally. If it even broke a million copies or not. They announced... When they announced their figures, nothing broke a million copies. Yeah. They came well, out I, in between the quarters. Yeah, but... I'm, like... How low it then? How low it did then? Like, if it sold 500,000, 100,000, 50? <laughs> Who knows, really, with them, but... <laughs> Hold on, I gotta look at this, because they did release those figures... But, uh, oh, my computer would want to be doing stupid stuff right now. Uh, so yeah. while, I lo- I, while I look that up. Well, um, as, we're, as we're doing this, I'm copying over, like, a big 300 gigabyte file to my other hard, to my external drive, because I'm doing a reformat tomorrow. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm still making the decision about, I got, like, two days to figure out if I want to get Windows 10 or not. <laughs> I'd say do it, and then revert back, because why not? And then you can always upgrade later if you need to. Yeah, I just don't know if I need to do anything to my computer or just upgrade. No, you can just press the button, and it'll go. Press the insistent, a nagging button. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, the insistent, nagging button that tells you. Now I have a countdown that comes up constantly. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Uh... I just, I don't know, it may not have had anything to do with Windows 10, it may just, her, apparently my, it was, just, I just thought it was funny, because my mom's computer just randomly upgraded to Windows 10 one day. She woke up, yep. and it, and she woke me up and goes, hey, the computer's asking me about all this stuff about Windows 10. I was like, what? And I was like, oh, your computer did that thing where it upgraded. Without uh, your consent. By, yeah, without your consent. <laughs> And apparent, and like a week later, her hard drive was fried, and it wouldn't boot. Uh, I don't think necessarily had to do with Windows 10, but this was like, well, okay, that's weird. But yeah, yeah, that's just a coincidence. Like I haven't had that issue with my, I ran Windows 10 before. <laughs> Mainly yours was for the games, right? That it didn't. Yeah. Well, also the audio problem I had, so... What audio problem did you have at that point? Well, my laptop has a subwoofer, mm-hmm. uh, and it wouldn't activate it. So oh. all the audio sounded like garbage, because I had no bass. That's always great. And I had, like, one or two other problems that were, like, very specific to my computer. So they probably updated it by now, I would hope. But, I mean, I'm only upgrading tomorrow because I have an extra Windows 8 key. I don't want to have that on the ready if I need it, ever need it, so... Right. Oh, well, 
Uh, I my computer is being weird. Yeah, so. it's, I don't need the sales figures, but I mean that that thing probably didn't sell well. So, and it took them a long time to make. Yeah, for real, that thing kept getting delayed and delayed and all that other stuff. Uh, so they did uh, at Comic Con. Pokemon Go was so big uh, that they had, I think, almost an entire hall for Pokemon Go. Uh, that, I mean, since we're talking about Nintendo stuff, uh, but apparently investors were aloof at the fact that Nintendo doesn't make Pokemon Go, that it's made by Niantic and just licensed by Nintendo. And so their stock dropped (laughs) because the, the stockholders just found out that Nintendo doesn't make Pokemon Go. Well, the stock rose when Pokemon Go got out, and then yeah, then it dropped when they're like, "Oh wait, they don't own it." It's just that's some pr- people, man. <laughs> that's proving investors are idiots. Exactly. You know, when people keep saying about investors don't pay attention to everything, that should tell you right there. A quick Google search would tell you that Niantic makes the game, and that Pokemon or that Nintendo just licenses it, and that Pokemon Company actually is the one that has stuff to do with the game or whatever. And, you know, leave them to be dumb, uh, I guess. But, you know, go, going, uh, it, they did announce officially that the trading thing is going to happen, so we're getting that at some point. I don't really play Pokemon Go that much. I play it here and there, uh, mainly for the kids because she likes doing the catching thing. Uh, you know, I I'm I'm already actually replaying. Uh, I actually never got to finish Omega Ruby, so I just restarted it. So now I'm playing Yellow and Omega Ruby. Uh, that's that's what you want to do. Go between two games at once like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's Pokemon. They're all the same, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, they just change different features and stuff like that. It is funny going from like Yellow that has no day and night cycle to. Omega Ruby that has, like, everything except for some of the stuff that X and Y had because it's the old GBA game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, what are you playing right now? Let's see here. Uh, Technomancer still. I'm finally writing the review of that. I'm about halfway done, so hopefully by next week I'll be, I won't have to re- mention this game again. Um the two other ones, the two big ones, are Marvel, Marvel, I got into Marvel Heroes today and Ratchet and Clank, the PS4 version. How is uh, Ratchet and Clank? Really good. I beat it in like a few days after I got it. Uh, and I started playing it again. I didn't finish it the second time yet, though. Um, yeah, they just don't make games like that anymore. Or they haven't in a while, like the 3D platformer. Um. I'm not great at the game, I'll be honest. Like, I never quite got the hook of Ratchet and Clank's, like, combat system. Like, the whole, like, locking on, and then you're, like, locked to a plane, you can, like, strafe around. Like, that never felt great to me, and it still kind of doesn't. But now my Sheepinator is, like, maxed out, so I don't have to worry about that crap. I can literally just shoot everything. (laughs) Awesome. Just... Shoot uh, everything, always the answer. Yeah, the weapons are a lot of fun. Um, the leveling up system works pretty well. You know, 
yeah, it's a good game. I got it for twenty bucks on that Amazon sale, and I'm just you know it's worth twenty bucks for sure. Yeah, can't go wrong with a twenty buck game for something that's pretty great. Yeah, and yeah. Marvel Heroes is weird. <laughs> I always hear Randall talking about Marvel Heroes, and I'm just kind of like, well, I don't know. I mean, so what makes it weird? Well, it's a free-to-play game, so they got about nine different currencies in it that they don't, they don't explain at all. Huh. Um, like, I keep picking up, like, Eternity Shards or something, and I think that's how you buy characters, but the icons don't match, so I don't know if there's, like, you have to turn to the shards to get, like, this other currency, or what the hell's going on. And then the minute you get out of the tutorial area, it's like, okay, you can go do this one mission that gets you through the story, or you can just go outside. And if you go outside, it is a clusterfuck of epic proportions where it's like a free-for-all of just players and like bosses and enemies going at it. So the minute you step, I stepped outside, I got my bag was full of gear because gear drops off of everything. It was like... 80% epic gear that my character could wear, and it's like, wow, I didn't, like, why would you play the story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that doesn't make much sense. Also, like, the pricing for some of the stuff in the game is weird. So, like, I bought, it's free to play, but I bought the Steam, like, Steam thing during the sale, where so you could get Captain America and Iron Man and I paid like two bucks for it, or two fifty, or like four bucks or something, which is fine. But it's like to buy Deadpool, it's thirty dollars. Like yes. this is just in real world money. I don't. I think it's like four hundred or something in in game money. I don't know what the hell what what the difference is, or how that converts. Or yeah, but every every other pack, even the every other pack in the, on Steam is thirty bucks, and that's kind of a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that's would not like, want to spend thirty bucks on every. Like, and it, there's also like a premium premium currency in the game. Also, like they have an in-game store where it's like eight hundred crystals, blue crystals instead of the purple ones that I've been picking up for. It's like every character is like nine hundred crystals. Are you ever gonna get to that nine hundred crystals? No. Uh so here's a good example: the Daredevil pack. Uh, it's three characters. It's, Mar- it's Daredevil, Punisher, and Elektra, as well as a bunch of crappy costumes for $35. Ouch. No, thank you. <laughs> well, but, like, every time you buy a character, right, like, you can level them up, and you get to play with them for a while, and there's a lot... Is there a lot you can do... Uh, well, also, every character is playable up to, up to level 10 anyway. Oh, okay, so you pretty much figure out whether you like that character or not by the time. Yeah. But I don't know how you, like, I don't know what happens after level 10. Like, if you just can pick one character you really like and want to stick with them, or if you're, the, just, if you have to pick, like, the big three or four, like Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, or Hulk, or what, what you do after that. <laughs> I'd imagine you can just stay with one character like most things like that. I hope. Because well, I've been using Cyclops and I like I like playing as him. 
I mean, that would kind of be dumb. Right? Like, that that's how most RPGs work. You have your characters, and they just keep leveling up, and they might give you more characters, but you don't just lose the point of having those. So, that, that would be... Uh, the one, the one fun, funny thing I like about this game is it has a lot of X-Men characters in it. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, at least... Yeah, especially since Marvel has their whole X-Men war going on. I think that didn't obviously did not extend to the games, uh, or there wouldn't be that many in there. But eh, hey, at least you can you have a large variety there, so that's that's good if you really uh, enjoy that and game. It, well, since Ultimate Avengers is busted, or Ultimate Alliance is busted and everywhere, so we can really play a tech game like this. Oh, uh, it's busted. Ultimate Alliance. Uh, yeah, on PC, Ultimate Alliance One. If you don't, if you're not using a wired 360 controller, the controllers don't work, or the buttons are messed up. Oh boy! Uh, mouse and keyboard essentially does not work because it doesn't operate like a Diablo game. Well, and then good. Ultimate Alliance Two has the same controller issues, but also a low-level hum that is. Cons- constant as you play the game. Yeah. So I... that wouldn't be annoying. <laughs> Does it work on console? No, the con- I, I don't know. I think the PS4 version sounds fine, but it's missing the DLC characters from the first Ultimate Alliance. Oh, that's stupid. It has it for the second one, but not for the first one. And that's weird. <laughs> I g- but like I told you, like weren't all those characters in two? No, not at all. Two had a, two actually had less of a roster than the first game. Ah, okay. And a different roster for sure. Yeah, I just never like. I think Hulk was one of the DLCs for one, and he's a uh, like, big character in two. And then... Yeah, Hulk, Cyclops, Doctor Doom, um, Nightcrawler, and I think like four other characters. Mm. Yeah, can't be missing my Nightcrawler. That's messed up. But uh, I like the first games a lot, or I, well, I liked them before, so it depresses me. <laughs> so do you think uh, the $60 is fair for both? Well, not in their current state. Um, if they worked, they would be. Or, you know, if they had everything, they would be. Um I think forty is kind of pushing it though for each for like each game separately. Like I know they're trying to get people to buy the bundle, but it's still kind of a lot. <laughs> do you think the, the do the graphics actually look pretty good? Well, I don't I I don't know. I've only seen videos, but no, they didn't do like. I mean, what do you expect? It's a ten year old game. Right. So what else? What can they really do? And, yeah, without uh, it being like a remake. All, all, well, also the ten year old game. Uh, it was it was also on like PS2, so like they were constrained even at the time of like we can't you know do too much with this game. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. I think I rented it the first time on PS2, and then they made a big deal about it being on like 360. And I think I had it Ultimate Alliance One on 360. Yeah, and I remember going, yeah, this doesn't look that much better. And, uh. Yeah. Like I, I think they did like a little like UI work. But that's about it, and it's right. kind of like what do you expect? Like, like the company that made, that 
ported the games over. It's called Zoe Mode, and that's all they do now is that they just port crap. So it's like, eh. I mean, they didn't have the source code, or they didn't really care about making it good. So, I mean, that, that's what you get. Well, that sucks. Because, like you, I really enjoy those games. And you cannot, unless you own the previous version, you cannot play them because you can't buy them on, on the other consoles now. So. Yeah, if it tells you anything, this is this is some of Zoe Mode, Mode's previous games. Zumba Fitness Rush, Zumba Fitness Core, Zumba Kids, Grease the Game. Wow. So, you know, they're a quality developer, as you can tell. They're the perfect people to port over Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. Yeah, it sounded like something Activision just said, hey, guys. The bummer is is they actually did make a cool game like a decade ago, a PSP game called Crush. But that's about it. <laughs> yep. Sounds like a total winner. Yeah. Uh, they do not have sales figures for those games. That's because they don't have any sales. <laughs> uh, they only have that Nintendo took a $587.8 million loss uh, this quarter. Um, with the exchange losses, it would still be $332 million or something like that, which is crazy. Uh, the Wii U only sold 220,000 units worldwide. Which is a 53% year-over-year drop. Ouch. And Nintendo's 3DS uh, is almost at 1 million. It's at 940,000 units. Uh, 3DS is 3DS is getting kind of old. Yeah. I mean, it's it's cool that it's almost at a million, but. Uh, and then their software sales went up because they had a some good game, you know, Fire Emblem Fates and Bravely Second End Layer, the Kirby game, uh, of course all those for 3DS uh, the Wii U software sales didn't do a whole they're up 3% 4.68 million units which includes Star Fox the Mario and Sonic Olympic Games game and apparently Splatoon has sold 4 million, 4.4 4. 4 million lifetime, and Mario Maker is 3.6 lifetime. Yeah, so that's about right. Not too bad, I guess. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that for the whole thing with NX and everything else. Uh, like I said, you know, Pokemon Go, they just released a bunch of stuff stuff about that you know you might have pokemon centers pretty soon poke that you can customize the pokestops they revealed the leaders for all the teams what everybody keeps talking about uh and that there will be more than just the original 150 at some point which we already knew that that was going to happen uh so and apparently uh vr scares niantic a bit so they just went with ar because they know how to use it also, VR being a headache for them to try to deal with that. Yeah, especially on a phone. Yeah, we can, then, like, wear, wear a headset out, like, as you're walking around in traffic. Yeah, I imagine if people are falling off cliffs just playing Pokemon Go normally, 
can't imagine what's gonna happen when you're wearing a freaking VR headset and you can't see what's going on. That would be ridiculous. And they did break the iTunes record for most downloaded game ever, which I guess should be no surprise. Um, and apparently it's led to people actually wanting to go buy the 3DS games in Europe. Uh, was it? Uh, they've increased 145% uh, since the first week it came out, with Pokemon X increasing 238%. By a couple of weeks ago. So. That's. Ridiculous. I don't know how much they're. Looking at that. You know how much uh, that. That is all in comparison. But. Yeah. That's. That's insane. I'm surprised it hasn't been doing that in. In here in the United States. But probably because most people in the United States. Already have at least one sort of Pokemon game. In one form or fashion. And they are making the Pokemon live action movie. Legendary Pictures won the deal, but they're making it about Detective Pikachu instead. Which I feel like is a miss. But well, unless everyone who goes to it gets a Detective Pikachu in Pokemon Go. Somehow I feel like that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, Professor Layton will continue after, you know, the original puzzle maker... Uh, passed away. Uh, now the uh, new puzzle maker, uh, Kunaki Iwanami, is the one doing it um, after Akira Tago passed. And now it will be Lady Layton who will be the main character. Uh, the game is actually coming 3DS, iOS, and Android, so it's coming to phones. Along with 3DS, which is weird, I thought. Uh, Nintendo wasn't doing that. But perhaps uh, Pokemon Go has changed their mind about that whole thing. I think level 5 actually has the one is the one that uh, controls that. Maybe not Nintendo. But... Also, like, DS games have come to uh, iPhone in the past and done pretty well. True. You know, Nintendo does... Have their two games I mentioned before that are coming in their own way. Well, um, I meant more like I meant more like Ghost Trick and uh, what is it, Ace Attorney? Oh, that's right, Ace Attorney did uh, show up on there. I, I forgot about that. I mean, Professor Layton works really well because it's a puzzle game and uh, everything else. This will be a straight up follow up to the other games, even though you play as uh, Lady Layton. So, pretty cool for them. Uh, I know you're excited about these new Sonic games that are coming out. Can't wait! I watched that. Tri- I watched that stream like a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> you're still holding out for the great Sonic game, right? That, Sonic Mania. That Sonic dancing in the in the stream was something special. <laughs> <laughs> so Sonic Mania is going to be a 2D platformer, thank God, so they can stop trying to act like they can make these 3D games. Uh, Until the next 3D game comes out after it. And they're going... Sonic is going to have a new move called Drop Dash. Sort of like the Ground Pound. Yeah. Uh, Now... Only three characters. Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. That's all you need. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Keep it simple. You don't need 30 characters. Just... uh, Uh, And then Project Sonic with the Sonic Generations uh, 2. Yeah. 
I, I have very sp- specific requirements for that game to be good. Requirements and Sega does not give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your requirements, even though Sega doesn't give a shit about them? S- step one is casting Jaleel White as the voice of Old Sonic. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like he, like, he was the voice of Sonic for a lot of people as, as they were growing up. Right. Uh, like in the cartoons and stuff. So yeah, having me the voice of Old Sonic. It was weird in Sonic Generations when Old Sonic didn't speak, but Old Tales did. I'm like, this is strange. It's like, uh, oh, we couldn't get Jaleel White to do this. So they didn't like they didn't even ask him apparently. So ask him and pay his bus fare to get him in the studio and have him do it. <laughs> his bus fare. Uh, step two is to call. Dr. Uh, Robotnik, the old one, Dr. Robotnik, and call the new guy Dr. Eggman. But this Dr. Eggman shit has to go away. <laughs> yeah, that's not his name. It's, that's a nickname that Sonic would give him. It's not... Uh, and step three is, if it's going to involve, involve time travel, like it hinted it's going to, like the last game did, set it in the first three or four Sonic games. Like, Sonic's 1 through 3 and Sonic CD. Don't go any further. You, you, it, it will only lead to disaster. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't want to let people know about the bad games that you made. Just let them know about the good ones. That means no running running away from the whales or the big, tri- or the big truck that is improbably bigger than the buildings it's racing down the streets in. It's like, no, just the old games if you please. And have them be 3D if you want, but that's about it. <laughs> Well, I mean, they don't. That doesn't seem too uh, too difficult. But they'll have big, the big, the cat is the um, like the secret third character you can play as. Hey, what's wrong with Big the Cat? Well, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna ignore that one. I don't want to <laughs> have to punch you through the screen. I was, you know, I was just asking the question. Maybe some people were asking about who the hell is Big the Cat and why why is that a problem? Oh, uh, we. You being serious, or no? I know who bit the cat. Is. Okay, yeah. Uh, that stupid pot smoking yeah, the cat. Yeah, stupid thing that looks like a hobo. The hobo cat. That's mentally uh, retarded. He's, he's purple, right? Or yeah. Whatever? Okay, so I got the right one. Uh, so there's PlayStation Plus games for August and Xbox Live Gold games for August. Uh, Tricky Towers and Rebel Galaxy, so I get the finally for Rebel Galaxy that you've been telling me about for ever. Yep. Um, I already have Yakuza 5, it's actually pretty good, so if you have a PS3 and can actually, uh, you have the 44 gigs to install the game, uh, it, it will go back down to 22 gigs once you install it, but you have to have at least 44 open. Uh... And retrograde as well for the PS3. But yeah, definitely Yakuza 5 is awesome. Uh, get Download that thing. Uh, Patapon 3, which is also one of the better Vita games. And Ultratron is apparently cross-by with all of it. Um, for Xbox Live Gold, uh, some wrestling fans might care about this. Uh, WW2K16. August 16th to the 15th, uh, you know, remember that you actually have to keep the live subscription in order to 
keep playing the game, but probably after about a month, you probably won't care if you keep playing the game. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, you could back me up on this, right? I mean, how much have you actually played of 2K16? I haven't played it yet. Oh, well, see, there you go. He is in no rush to play it, so. When you said wrestling fans get ready, I thought you meant Warriors or Rochi 3. Oh, yeah, Warriors or Rochi 3 Ultimate. It's coming August 1st to the 31st for the Xbox One. I'm just jumping out of my seat for that. Uh, and two games that I already have, uh, and already have them on my Xbox One as well, Spelunky and Beyond Good and Evil HD. Both are very good games. Uh, if you don't like permadeath stuff, then stay away from Spelunky. But I would still download it and troll your friends with it. That's always a good thing. Uh, and Beyond Good and Evil is actually a pretty good game. You should download that. Uh, Yakuza 0 has a release date after Yakuza 5 is coming out. For This This is uh, coming out January 24th in the United States and Europe. Uh, it's set in 80s Japan. And you get to learn the origin story of the Yakuza series. So that's pretty cool if you played any of the... Yakuza games. You do you get to play as Goro Majima, who's the main character in almost all the games, if not all of them. And uh, you also get to uh, find out why he gets known as Mad Dog, which is actually a pretty good story. So, uh, cool. I've been interested in this since they announced it, so awesomeness. Uh, I know you're a lot more interested in this Life of Strange Life is Strange live action TV show happening. You were a big fan of well, the game, so they call it like a digital thing or something, and then maybe it'll be a TV show. <laughs> well, it's a digital show, I guess. Uh, you know, probably a Netflix thing and whatever. Uh, it, for me, it really comes down to casting, like who they get to play those characters. Like that—that's probably the most important thing for this thing. Yeah, definitely. It has to be about making sure that you match people that will be able to sort of match the characters in the game. and Yeah. That's, uh, you know, they want to sort of expand the universe of Life is Strange. So this is going to be interesting how they do it. They might even get like a new version of both the, of Arcadia Bay and the Black Hole Academy. So that's... Uh, I'm going to surely be interested in this just to to be able to see if they can pull this off. Um, I'm, I'm this cool as the Square Enix is sort of getting back into the... I mean, we know that you know Tomb Raider's getting made into a movie and all that, but uh, it, that they're getting back into this whole thing with doing something besides games. I find well, it interesting. Should... It's coming out with that 15, Final Fantasy 15 anime, so... Well, the anime is already out. They're coming out with that, um, basically, like, their version of Advent Children, but a prequel yeah. for Final Fantasy 15, that Kingslave, Kingsglaive, uh, that's supposed to come out, I think... What is this thing? Damn it. Why can't I... Uh, it comes out August... 30th digitally, and it's going to be found in the U- select U.S. theaters, August 19th, and then it'll hit Blu-ray after the game comes out, which seems counterintuitive, but whatever, you know, 
Uh, I know you don't care about that, no. probably. But, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, if you're looking, if, if for some reason you are really interested in that Xbox One S, it comes out next week. So, uh, it's the $400 2TB model, which means you'll probably never need another hard drive thing again. Uh, and then the 500GB model is going to be $250. I don't know where the one... I guess the 1TB would be 300 Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, still, uh... Don't see a reason to get a 1S, right? Just Nope. <laughs> Not with the Scorpio, like, waiting in the wings. It's like, why would anyone get this thing at all? Like, except for the, maybe the size difference, but still, that's not enough of a reason for most people to get it. And it's going to be really sort of, you know, they, they, what comes out about how much it's sold is going to be very interesting uh, if this thing even sells, I mean, it'll sell. There's going to be people that are going to see this and go, oh, I want it. It's white. It's, it's the pretty white version. It's got oh, the yeah. XDR, all that stuff. And then they'll they'll not even know that the Project Scorpio is coming. Uh, and this might actually be a shrewd thing for Microsoft, because there might be a ton of people that have no idea that Project Scorpio exists and just buy this and go, Oh wait, there's another system and next year. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. But if there wasn't a Project Scorpio, would you sort of be interested in? This yeah, thing? like if, if the Scorpio wasn't coming out, I probably want to try to get the S, just because it is smaller and has the bigger hard drive built in, but and a different controller. But I've right. heard that has that has issues. Um, oh, that's always great. Yeah. Well, the issues are like like connecting it to the PC. That's where it has problems. <laughs> ah, well, that's didn't they come out with the adapter for you to just? Well, but no, the the controller doesn't need it because it has Bluetooth. Ah, but the issue is that the Microsoft games on Windows 10 don't recognize it. <laughs> ha! Wow. So that work that that's. About as pathetic as you can imagine. <laughs> That's pretty sad. It's a Microsoft product, and it still doesn't uh, work with your Microsoft games. Yeah. Okay. Smart not move like, there, Microsoft. Not like you want that. Not like you want to use that for those things. <laughs> no. Certainly not. I mean, you can just go get you an old 360 controller, I guess. <laughs> Instead of using that nice controller that you got with your brand new system to get it to work, you know, that uh, would be uh, something you might want to do. Take-Two now has its own any development thing like EA, and I suddenly feel like I'm more interested in whatever Take-Two is doing than whatever EA is doing. I don't know about you. I think the weirdest one is Square's, like, development thing. Haven't they had that for a while, though? Yeah, but I, I still get emails from them like, okay, bid on three or four p- game pitches and then crowdfund them. And it's like, you're fucking square. Like, you crowdfund them, assholes. Like, come on. I know. I always find that funny. Like, I get the email too, and it's like, wait, why are we paying for these again? 
Like, should like, you just... Unless one of these the games one? is going to be, like, Soul Reaver, this, like, the actual Soul, new Soul Reaver game, I'm not interested in any of this crap. Yeah, <laughs> like, Vagrant Story 2, or you know, just... Uh, that doesn't uh, make any sense to me, like... Okay, I understand wanting the people that you're sending emails to to, like, pick what interests them, but then... Yeah. Fund it. Well, they can't, because they have no money, because all the money went to Final Fantasy fifteen. Well, Final Fantasy fifteen better sell some. Well, that—that's when that guy was like, it needs to sell hundred million co- or you know, five million copies or whatever to make to make to break even. That's like, good luck. Wasn't it like two hundred or something? I swear it was some huge number. Yeah. And I was like, uh... I think I think it was ten million. That's what he said. Okay. It's like most. <laughs> Like, Call of Duty's not even sell 10 million anymore. Like, good luck. Yeah. I, well, I don't think, has GTA even reached that number? Yeah, it's 10 million copies to break even. Oh boy, they're taking a loss. I just can't imagine that, unless it's like, even if it's like the freaking best Final Fantasy ever. Just, I don't know, and I don't see that really happening just based off, I think the battle systems could be really confusing to people. Yo, but, is Aerith in it? Oh, <laughs> is Sephiroth the early Sephiroth DLC, and that'll that'll give him the ten million? <laughs> Sephiroth will just randomly show off in front of your car. No, it'll be like, Sephiroth, the, Sephiroth, the Sephiroth and Kefka pack. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't make any good villains, so we had to keep whoring out Kefka and Sephiroth. Yeah. That's what they've been doing for the past 10 years, or 15 years now. <laughs> yeah, he's in Kingdom Hearts, and I'm surprised they didn't have Kefka in Kingdom Hearts, too. That's like an extra thing. Uh, so, I mean, good news for uh, for you. Um, no Man's Sky will not require a PS, PS Plus subscription to play, because it pretty much has no multiplayer in it, hardly. Uh, unless for some weird reason you uh, like wind up on the same planet as somebody, which like apparently is never supposed to happen. Well, so, it'll eventually start to happen, uh, you know, as the game kind of populates and hopefully gets big. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, supposedly there's so many planets that this is like. You know, 18 quintillion possible locations. That reminds me yeah. of Spore. Yeah, that is, it is statistically improbable that you will have an interaction with someone on the same planet. Well, that's... Well, I, uh, until Reddit gets a hold of it and goes, meet me at planet XJ4, you know, in Quadrant Beta or something. I mean... <laughs> they figure out how to do that. Yeah, I mean... It'll start happening. Uh, you know, because you do get to map and name locations and stuff, so that's apparently the only multiplayer-ish thing you might be doing in that game. That being said, apparently the way that they got their formula is not uh, solely theirs. It apparently is owned by another company's another company named Genicap, uh, by a name man named uh, Jerwin. I probably just butchered that guy's name, uh, Sparrow, 
So, uh, and Jenny Cap says that they don't want to delay the launch, but if they are using their formula, which I think he's pretty much said that they've used the guy's formula without saying his name, uh, that they are going to have an issue. So, at least they're admitting that they're going to wait till the game comes out and see if it sells and then go after them. But also, it's like, I mean, this is a problem, but they they had to have known about this like in ahead like ahead of time like to say this is like this is an issue two weeks before it came out it's like all right guys come on yeah it's like uh, you know just almost anything else with with stuff it's like as soon as that person or anything gets any pose like oh here's the people that go oh hey. Let's uh, let's go after this person. We suddenly found an issue with them from like years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, it's just always one of these weird things with people. Like, let me just, what scam can we do now? Oh wait, yeah, this guy. Okay, let's see that. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully for Hello Games, it's not a big deal and. It doesn't affect No Man's Sky because people have been waiting for this game for a while. I know you're heavily anticipating it, so. Yeah, I can't afford it for a while, but I'm still looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, what, like two weeks now? I think it's August 6th. I know the PC version just got delayed a little, but, I mean, yeah. Well, hopefully it's awesome and Sony can have a, a big game they can tout as a Console exclusive. Yep. Well, speaking of consoles, uh, Rocket League and CD Projekt Red have Gwent ready for cross-play at any moment if Sony just says yes. Uh, do you see this happening? Uh, maybe. Depends on how Sony's feeling. I think it's really dirty. Like, Microsoft has basically capitulated to this because I think Sony wanted to do this before like the PS3 and Xbox 360 but Sony, like, Microsoft told them to screw off and now it's like well, well now... to be fair like wasn't Microsoft like well that's when Xbox Live was closed off and to even watch Netflix you had to have Xbox Live Gold I mean yeah but they also put out Shadowrun for, for the Xbox in 2007 and yeah. that had cross platform play with PC and Xbox 360 right. so no, they haven't. They just wanted they wanted to control the message, like the, like the messaging with this stuff, and it's dirty. Like if they want, if they legitimately wanted it, they should have done it then, or been honest about it. Like when the, and the Xbox One came out, like said, like at the start, we want to have cross platform play with the PS4 and PC. Not our co- our console sold half what the PS4 does. Crap! Let's get ex- let, let's try to get this going so we can sell some or you know something like that. Yeah, it's it, definitely like what you said. It's, it seems very much like Microsoft is trying to get all these people to. Hey, can you sort of put in make it a big deal about this crossplay so maybe Sony will say yes eventually? And. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I wonder if Sony's holding out because of that, saying, well, why do we want to help Microsoft right now? They honestly should, at least until uh, 
Microsoft pays them. I mean, that could happen. Or uh, they give a compelling enough reason for it to happen. Well, I mean, would they really have to pay them? I mean, it'd be working on both of the consoles separately. No, but have to have the privilege. <laughs> yeah, just... Yeah, I think... I mean, yeah, you mean like Microsoft to get them to say, hey, come on, let's, let's do this. So I know you go to Microsoft and be like, okay, we'll have cross-platform play as long as you bring Halo to the PS4. <laughs> huh. I can see that just being a total no. <laughs> like, uh... It's like, we'll bring Halo... You bring Halo over and we'll bring Killzone to, your, to the PS4, to the Xbox One. Oh, nobody gives that, a that, shit. That's a fair trade. <laughs> It's like when you take that lesser player so you can have the big the big player you want, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I could see, like, okay, Halo, Uncharted, and we all get cross-platform play. All right, yeah. I mean, but, you know, Sony says they're all about the gamers. That was their tagline forever. Yeah, but the, that guy, Adam Boyes, left, so now, yeah, it's about, now, now it's about cold hard money again. <laughs> I mean, for Gwent, and Rocket League, obviously, these are two games where this would really help a lot. If you, uh, I mean, I think what like Rocket League has like 19 million players, something like that. I mean, they sold 19 million, but yeah, I don't know how many people are still like actively playing it. But it's probably yeah. still part, still probably a million people or a high percentage of people. Yeah, I mean, I think Gwent would obviously being a card game work best if you have the most amount of people that you can possibly play. At once, uh, you know, and Rocket League has been something that, like, when I, I remember when I told Gary, I was like, oh, man, too bad you don't have a PS4. Uh, you know, if he had an Xbox One, I could still play with him, you know, and I think that's that's always a plus. Just who knows if they're actually going to do it or not. I mean, Sony does, other than wanting to do it for their gamers, I just don't see them wanting to do it because it would mean that they help another company and, you know, I don't know yeah. Microsoft and Sony have never been really about helping each other. Yeah. Except for the Blu-ray drive. <laughs> well, yeah, because Microsoft failed. On, you know, the HD DVD, but, you know, and Phil Spencer will come out and say all these nice things because obviously it... He has to. Uh, <laughs> to. ...to do so. <laughs> but I think if, you know they didn't have to, then they wouldn't. Uh, so are you buying this $190 special edition of South Park Fractured But Whole? No. Uh, you get a steel book, the season pass, and a remote control Coon Mobile Cartman on a tricycle. And that Coon Mobile Cartman, he looks pretty awesome, though. Yeah, it'd be fun to run. It'd be fun to chase my cat with that thing. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, Vala would appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about this Tomb Raider 20th Anniversary Edition either, because it's coming to PS4 uh, on October 11th. You'll get all the previous DLC plus the new story chapter, Blood Ties, and the co-op survival mode and PSVR support. This would be cool, I guess, to play in PSVR. 
yeah, like it's not gonna be first person. Like you're just gonna, it's just gonna be like Laura on a VR screen or something. Well, that kind of sucks. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to be first person. Like it, that would, that game makes no sense in like first person. Well, yeah, you want to see Laura or whatever while you're doing that. I guess. Yeah, because you need you need environmental awareness in that game. So. <laughs> True. Uh, you know, it's still a cool function that they're having a reason to really want to get the PS, you know, PS4 version if you don't have the Xbox One version, or just to want the game. Uh, speaking of additions, of course, one thing that Square always does is have like a zillion additions of their game, and World of Final Fantasy will be no different with a $120 Square Enix Online Store Exclusive Edition a, I think a $60, like, day one limited edition, and another freaking $60 something else, uh, limited edition version, uh, with, like, a bunch of DLC and a art book, and if you get the full Square Enix one, you get a bunch of minifigures of, like, Cloud... Squall and why can I not think of Light- uh, Lightning? Lightning's name right now because it's not a name. <laughs> it's uh yeah. It's, I mean the stuff looks cool and all, but I still don't want to pay no hundred twenty dollars. That that's where Final Fantasy fifteen really went off the books. Is they should have called the main character Nimbus. <laughs> why why? Just to because they have cloud and lightning, why don't we carry on the the, cum, <laughs> the cloud? Uh, you know the cumulus names. Yeah, the names. Or just yeah, you name one Nimbus and the friend is cumulus. <laughs> Something else. I mean, why not? Uh, so, are you buying the Dead Rising games that are coming out? Well, they're weird because uh, one and it's one, two, and. Dead Rise or Case Zero, not Case Zero, uh, off the record, are coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Dead Rising Two and Off the Record are already on PC. <laughs> well, if they're getting bigger graphical enhancements, I guess. Yeah, but I hope they damn well better say that like existing owners get it on sale or for free, really, because those games are still. Uh, let me check real quick, but they're, I think they're still kind of pricey on PC. <laughs> yeah, they're 20 bucks, they're 20 bucks for both of them, or t- 20 bucks each for Dead Rising 2 and Off the Record, and that's... When did they come out? Four years ago? Maybe five? Mm, that's not too bad. For a five-year-old yeah, game? Pro- <laughs> it's probably about what they would sell it for on the Xbox no, the ca- or PS4 store. They came out six years ago. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but, I mean, off the digital store, yeah, but you could get those games for a song at GameStop. Yeah. Yeah, go get them uh, retail, and you'll pay yeah. nothing. Used used on game, used off Amazon, it's uh, $4 for Dead Rising 2. Wow. Uh, that's insane. Yeah, seriously, go put a bite on Amazon or something. Don't, uh, I mean, you know, 
this is cool for PS4 and for Xbox One and to have the whole Dead Rising collection before Dead Rising 4 comes out. So, except, Dead Ri- except for Dead Rising 3 is not on P- PS4. <laughs> well, aren't, wouldn't they all be coming to PS4 at this point? Then? No, Dead Rising 3 isn't. That's missing. Wait, why? Because I think Microsoft published it. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. That makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, that ain't coming, uh, which is sad, because that's the best one. <laughs> well, sorry, I don't Dead Ri- get the other games. Dead Rising 1 is a really rough game. Like, I know they're going to update the visuals, but man, like, even, the, like, the gameplay, I don't think it holds up that well in today's world. <laughs> I think I've played a little bit of 2, if I remember right. Two two is a marked improvement of the first one. It still had some really weird stuff going on. Like the save system is crazy. But isn't like off the record just a remix, but so you can have Frank West in it anyway? It, it's the same game, except yeah, you're playing as Frank West instead of Chuck Green. And like some characters are slightly different. Did people like make a stink about the fact that Frank West went in the game so they had to make another Dead yeah. Rising? Yep. Wow. Internet bitching at its finest. I can't believe they actually obliged on that. I mean, did it actually sell well? I don't know how well it sold, but I mean, look, think about how much work had to be involved. Like, not much. Like, you know, just slot another character into the sequences and record some new dialogue and there it goes. This is before they really thought of having DLC. No, they had DLC. They they had two... uh, Xbox Live arcade things for Dead Rising 2, Case West and Case Zero. One's a prequel and one's like a sequel to Dead Rising 2. Mm. Okay. Interesting. But people just wanted to play as, like, Frank West and, like, uh, Las Vegas or their Las Vegas, For- Fortune City, that's what it's called in that game, so. Whatever floats people's boats, I guess. I just, I never could get into those games. Dead, Dead Rising 3 is pretty playable. Like, they don't, they really relax the time limit, and they give you a bunch of weapons and vehicles that just make, make, like, the game fun. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Which is helpful. <laughs> yes, making the game fun is always a good idea. Uh, because, you know. I don't think the first three games are that fun, honestly. Like, unless you're, like, cheating through them. Which, well, do they even have, like, cheat codes when it's not, uh... Well, Dead Rising 2 and... Dead Rising 2 and the other one do on PC, so... Well, that's what I meant, like, not on PC. No. There are a few, like, cheat weapons in, like, the first one, but, yet like, you have to do some really insane stuff to get to get him in the first place. And it's like, I don't... Yeah, it's like, uh, not worth it, really. I think I'll pass. Yeah. Uh, so, there was a, a 64DD, the, that's actually in English. Yep. It was made, or was found. Um, it does have a disc, but the DD won't boot the disc, so... Yeah, I saw the video of the guy who found it. He like talked about it. It's cool that he found one. Like it, yeah. 
It's like it's almost on the level of that Nintendo PlayStation's thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's didn't uh, I think that same guy was the one that said he made some huge offer of that Nintendo PlayStation thing, and they they turned him down. I don't doubt it. I mean, think about how much the thing's probably pie's worth. Oh yeah. I mean, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if it's just given to a museum or something. But oh no, I mean they'll probably sell it to some collector or something. But I'd say three hundred thousand. Yeah, that's that's a nice chunk of change there. A, but considering the dude, like the guy, the guy who had it is like a former janitor. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, seriously, take the money and go, dude. But I, I showed you and I watched the uh, videos of Ben Heck like repairing that thing, and it's awesome. Yeah, uh, he ha- his like story with that is actually pretty interesting. I think some people should go check that out. Uh, certainly, uh, it's he has a lot to say about it, and it's a pretty cool story. Inform- it's informative. <laughs> yeah, and he's like a big collector, so he has like. I mean, he collects so many different other consoles. I mean, like, what do you think? He said he had, like, so many dev consoles and so many other things that... Like, Yo, he he made a Bill Paxton pinball machine. That's all you need to know. <laughs> that sounds... a bit creepy. <laughs> I mean... Like, wait, so he... Made that because he likes Bill Paxton a lot, I'm guessing. Yes, because Bill Paxton's awesome. <laughs> I look, uh, you know, I agree. Bill Paxton's awesome and all, but I don't know if I want to make a pinball machine about the dude. But hey, I wouldn't want to make one of my Guns and Roses, but they made one of those too. So <laughs> I can see that happening, though. People want to make one about Guns and Roses. It's, it's whatever. Uh. Somehow they'll wind up not together again or something. Uh, so I think I've talked about the fact that Boom Studios is making a WWE comic before. Well, they've actually revealed the fact that they are doing that. Um, this will actually feature wrestling in it. It will not be like the wrestlers going into space or whatever. Uh, they compare it to the WWE 24 show where you get like backstage stuff about the wrestlers or whatever, and it will have wrestling, and it will have backstage segments and everything, so I guess the closest thing you're going to get to, like, uh, E-Fed or something, coming back in comic book form. I really hope there's an Ava Marie issue, and it's called, and it's labeled Botchamania. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Needs to happen. That or Zack Ryder, he keeps botching a lot lately. We just need to have a Zack Ryder botch. Yeah, but he doesn't care. So they're not they're not trying to push him. <laughs> yeah, true. They're not. I mean, they they're not. just do it for Dolph Ziggler and stuff. Maybe. Uh, or someone else. No, Sin Cara. Just... The botch master himself. Do it for him. That's that's what everybody's been saying. Let's just do it for Sinkar. Uh So they're gonna have a forty-page standalone issue. 
WWE now, then now and forever, which is the same catchphrase they used at the beginning of all their shows with, oh boy, Roman Reigns is going to be on it with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Uh, so, does any of, you know, are, would you be interested in a WWE comic book? Only if it shows Roman Reigns juicing. Or, you know, he could just take some Adderall. That's okay. Right? Like... The, the, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that, only if there, it flashes to a scene of him in, like, his bedroom singing, I'm so excited, like, Saved by the Bell and Jesse. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be the best thing ever. Like, oh, this is how we get Roman to be the, the face. And, and uh, they have to bring CM Punk back to do to do a uh, intervention with him. <laughs> it's like, oh, what am I doing here at this company again? <laughs> oh shit, it's Roman Reigns. Like, fuck that guy. <laughs> he, has to, he, ha- he has to give a straight edge. <laughs> Sit down, talk with him. <laughs> I wouldn't know how that goes. That would be. Uh... Pretty great. Uh, I'll be interested. Like, I know, like, apparently New Day, they made a big deal about it and everything, and now New Day, Bootios is actually going to be a cereal for the grand total of frickin' $12, though. Uh, Yeah, because it's not, I mean, it's a collector's item, or, you know, a goofy thing. (laughs) Well, it's like Lucky Charms and Cheerios, basically. It's not, uh... I mean... They should really sell the big box instead of, like, with that at WrestleMania. Yeah, with a shirt. They, I think they are. It's, it still costs 25 bucks. No, no, I meant the big, the box they fell out of at WrestleMania. Oh, like that, that big... Yeah, just have it in front of the FYE. Like, here, first person to pay, like, 100 bucks, you can have it. Uh, and then they're also selling at FYEs, which... Are there Dude, malls that still have those things? <laughs> A few, which is... I, I, it's sad, because I like FYE. <laughs> I remember, like, the one of the big malls in Dallas used to have one of those, and I would go in there and browse for a ever, while. Ever heard of a store called Hastings? Yes, we had we had one in uh, the college town that I lived in. Yeah, it's gone now. They went, they went bankrupt. <gasps> no... Yeah, like, like it was like just last week. Like they're liquidating and they'll be gone by October, which is a damn shame. Oh, they were they were so awesome at like having old books and old comics and old a lot of things. They basically said it was a problem of like Netflix and Redbox like took over, which is probably accurate. But they also expanded like a little too fast and too much, I think, and. I, I know, I've never been in one, but they always looked big to me. Like, how, what was one like where you were? Oh, it was pretty big. Uh, they used to have stuff, like, outside they were trying to sell because they had too much stuff inside. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I like media stores like that, but it's apparently, a, like, a fading business or a, a pretty niche one, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, just, like, that's the thing with with uh, Hulu and Netflix and all that are kind of taking that 
necessity away for you to really want to have used DVDs and yeah. all that stuff. You know, unless you're like a collector or just want to have the physical media. A lot of people are growing up where they don't really want to have the physical media anymore, so it's almost kind of pointless for them, which which really sucks for these stores, you know. There are a few stores around that, like around here, still that are like that, but they're few and far between. <laughs> uh, does like the movie training company still around? Which one? Like movie training company or something nope. like that. That's that was that, wasn't that Hastings also. Was it? I think they they may have bought it. I think I remember seeing something like that. Wow, jeez. Uh, the one that was, the one that was up here was called Media Play. That was tied to like Circuit City, but they Media Play went under like fifteen years ago, I think. Boy, yeah, I remember when Circuit City was going under. Oof. Yeah, they deserve to go under. They sucked. Oh, God, I just remember being like, "Why the hell would you go to this place? <laughs> what do they really have to offer here?" Uh... I mean, of course, you know, going back to the when you would make blockbuster nights, and those yeah. died, and now it's all about Netflix and chill, so it's fine, you know, whatever. It's weird. Every blockbuster up here, like, they, well, they're all gone now, but every blockbuster turned into an O'Reilly's Auto Parts. <laughs> wow. Talk about, like, total difference of stuff, of having uh, that in... Uh, Oh, Riley Autoparts, alright. So, Comic-Con stuff, that w- didn't have to do with games. Uh, what'd you think of all the Marvel series trailers for Netflix? I mean, most of them are short, except for the Luke Cage. Yeah, the Luke Cage one was good. Defenders might be okay. Uh, they didn't show a ton of Iron Fist, so we'll see how that one kind of goes. Um, was there anything else? <laughs> No, other than them renewing Daredevil and Jessica Jones, which we already knew. Um, yeah, I mean, Dare- like they they like really weirdly wait on those shows to renew them. I don't know why. If it's like a rights issue or what's going on, like Jessica Jones, it didn't get re- renewed till like four months after it came out, or like four or five months, and people are kind of worried, like what happened or you know what's going on. And even Daredevil, like, it, Daredevil came out four months ago, three months ago, and it's like, now it's just getting this third season renewal? I think they almost like to do these in groups. Um, yeah, but look at, like, Orange is the New Black, they renewed that thing for four years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, uh, honestly, if, like, if I was the Netflix guy, Reed Hastings, I'd go up to, I'd call, like, Kristen Ritter into the office and go, yo... How many years do you want to do this show for? Like, if you said four, if you said 14, you're like, all right, here's your paycheck, let's go. <laughs> there you go, your paycheck for what you'll be making for the next 14 years. There you go. Uh, I don't know how you could say no to that. You know you're getting a check or well. Uh, you know, that kind of goes along with the, the apparently uh, Ted Sarandos once less wait time between the Marvel series. He wants to make them faster. 
Uh, yeah. He also sort of confirmed that Punisher was in the Defenders. But. It makes sense. They also explained, I think, today why uh, Agent Carter didn't get picked up. Why was that? They, I think the basic explanation was that they want to create their own Netflix shows, and they already kind of have a like a like a lineup of them, and it probably wouldn't have fit tonally wise with what they have. Oh no, because it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit the Defenders because that's more. You know, she's from Captain America, so yeah, yeah. Which I mean. I mean I agree with, but also, like, I think having a Netflix Agent Carter show would have been really cool. I agree with you. Uh, you know, if I'm Netflix, I'm just trying to do as much as I can with the Marvel thing until it runs out of steam, if it ever does, but that's... I can get them wanting to have their thing that they're known for. Like, if you like Daredevil and you like... Uh, Luke yeah, Cage and Iron Fist, yeah. all that like you know where you're going. I I don't I don't blame them. You know, like it is what it is. So, I mean, is there other Marvel like grungy heroes like that that they can sort of go after? Not that aren't mutant based. I don't think. I mean, or that are kind of just silly. Like do do an hour long show with the hypno hustler from Spider Man. <laughs> Like, you know, I think, like, Electra would be the only other one that doesn't have its own series. So, just because you have, uh, unless, you know, you do one about Kingpin by himself, or which would be weird. Uh, I guess they could do a damage control, <laughs> since that's not... I think they were talking about doing something like that. Yeah. I think it was yeah, an ABC... that didn't get picked up, right? I don't know if it did or not. I know the DC one is like got is or it already got showed, but I don't know about the Marvel one. Well, because they didn't pick up the separate series they were going to do for Agents of Shield. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, good good job wrecking Agents of Shield of that nonsense. Then. Yeah, because didn't they like take them out of the series and everything because they were supposed to have their show. Yep. Wow. So now the new season will be trying to, like, fit them back in or, you know, do some ham-fisted way of getting them back in there. That's, uh... Yeah, they'll probably have to do that. That makes, uh... Well, they have to. Like, they have to because those characters are, like, are actual characters. <laughs> well, I mean, if they took them out, like, why would they... Well, I mean, I just mean, like, they actually add something to the show, like, personality, so... They're, they're nice to have around. They they actually add humor. Well, I'm seeing... This is, like, from January of this year, so that does not help me. I'm trying to find anything sort of current on if damage control got picked up or not. I didn't see anything, so, I mean, it may not... Or maybe they just hold it, or who knows? Yeah, they were just... Oh, it says like they were developing it at one point, which... Yeah, we already knew that. Uh, Marvel might be doing some Harry Potter with Spider-Man. With basically doing year by year of him in high school. As the movies. Okay. Do you like this idea of... We get to see his sophomore year, then him in his junior year, and him in his 
I think it depends on how well Tom Holland is going to age. That's kind of important. Um, and I think at a certain point they need to like they need to kind of get him out of high school. Like, all, or the other problem might be is um, they may, like if these movies do do really well, then his senior year will be four movies or something like that. Oh God. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can get him out of senior, and then in call he could be in college for a while. Like, it doesn't make sense to have a senior year be for four years when you can do four movies of him being in college. But you know, I don't mind it necessarily if they can make it interesting and they can. Obviously, he's still gonna be Spider-Man, and then they balance it with you know whatever school stuff they want to show or. Or if it's just going to be the year and then you just, okay, well, we know he's a junior now, but he's still just doing Spider-Man stuff for most of the movie, then it's whatever. But if they can find a way to make it mesh together, I guess it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I have enough faith in Marvel for them not to screw this up because it's such an important character. Well, you're speaking of... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I forgot to mention, the Ghost Rider is now going to be an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The, uh, Ravi Reyes version, which they did say that Netflix could sort of be interested in a Ghost Rider, but nothing confirmed or whatever of maybe doing the Nicolas Cage version. Well, Not girl. Nicolas Cage himself, but the character he played in the movie is to do that as the Netflix they could probably get Nicolas Cage at this point. Yes, they probably could. Uh, which, I didn't mind him so much in the Ghost Rider movies, honestly. He... Uh, he was too old, I thought. And neither of those movies was good. <laughs> the first one was okay, the second one was terrible. It was absolutely horrendous. I didn't think Nicolas Cage was the problem, though. Wasn't the second one where he was peeing, peeing fire? Yes, it was just so, so stupid. That's a classy move. Yes. Uh, apparently, like, Robbie Reyes does not have the same kind of powers. Or his powers aren't given to him the same way that the original Ghost Rider is. Yeah, there's been, like, three or four Ghost Riders at this point. Yeah. Which is kind of cool the way they did it. He has, like, a brother that he's taking care of and all this stuff. Uh, Brie Larson has also been confirmed with Captain Marvel, which we... You know, I guess that kills the Ronda Rousey rumors we were, I guess, hoping for at some point. Well, Brie Larson is an actual actress. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... I don't. Like, I saw someone going like, oh, she needs to buff up for the role. And it's like... I mean, yeah, somewhat, but at least she's, she can act in the role, too. So, what do you want? Uh, I'd rather have a diminutive, like, a smaller actress be this role than... You know, a muscle-bound chick who can't act out of a paper bag. Yeah, exactly. You want to know that the movie's going to be good and that she's going to do her role well and not just, oh, well, she might look hot in this suit. Okay. Once you get past that for the first, like, couple minutes, it's stupid. Uh, and they've done a really good job of having, like, good actors be all the other characters, so why would you start doing that with character like Captain Marvel, that'd be kind of stupid. Yeah. How do you feel about Kurt Russell being Star-Lord's father? In... The planet with the penis? I'm okay with it. 
Elizabeth Debicki is also going to be Aisha. I like the fact Kurt. I think I could see Kurt Russell being like really good in that role. I'm actually kind of more of a fan of Sly Stallone being in that movie, also. Yes, Sly so Stallone being in this movie is great. It, it it really kind of shows like a like James Gunn like what were like where his kind of inspirations were as a kid or like growing right. up, which is you know cool like. He grew up with these people, and a lot of people, a lot of you know, fans of these movies did also. So, sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, have more '80s stars in the movie doesn't bother me. Uh, of course, I'm just waiting for the soundtrack, but they do have the cool logo of it. Officially, is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, so that's great. Now they're just gonna get Bruce Campbell in the third one. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Tomb Raider movie, which we kind of already had talked about it being part of the reboot uh, with Laura Croft, the the newer Laura Croft, which is good. We don't need to have uh, Angelina Jolie re- reruns going on here. They'll still get Daniel Craig back in the, back in the movie, though. <laughs> well, yeah, he's he's not being James Bond anymore, so why not? I guess. Uh, young Han Solo has been cast. It's Alden Einreich. Uh, he will be in the prequel that comes out in 2018. And he's apparently been quietly signed for a couple of more uh, Star Wars films. So it's leading people to think that there might be a Han Solo trilogy going on. Even though he will not. His character nor Han Solo will be in the Rogue One movie. Uh, that apparently like just came out a couple of hours ago. So I don't need a trilogy. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> I don't either. Not like, everything I, has to be a trilogy. I would be happy if they make a Han Solo prequel. That's, I mean, I'm not happy with that, but that's fine. And then in the next Star Wars film, they do like a flashback to him, like him and Leia, you know, as they are or you know as they were, and then go from there. But that's that's all you want. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I don't need, you know, three movies of the Young Hans. I mean, like, how much do would you really have? Well, episode one is about how his mom was cur- cur- killed by Jawas, and he met up with two space hippies, and they taught him the Force. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did that really happen? No, that was episode one. Phantom Wait, wasn't that Anakin and not... Yeah, that's what I meant. What? <laughs> that's what you're making fun of. <laughs> but, like, yeah, there's not a ton. I mean, there, there was in the book, but those are all gone anyway. But there's not a ton that you really need to know about, like, Solo's backstory. Like, I would, I would honestly say, like, a prequel is kind of pushing it. Like, if they want to show how he might Chewie, that's one thing, I guess. But that's all I really need to know. Or, you know, it's like... That's that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to know some of his adventures before you actually meet him, okay, fine. Like you said, you might have enough to make one prequel movie, but for God's sakes, y'all are just going to be making stuff on the up on the fly if you're making three young Han Solo movies or something. Is it possible he could just be in another Star Wars film or something instead? I mean, yeah, but at that point, it's just another prequel, or you know, it's like, 
where they tie everything, where they keep mining that time between episodes three and four, like they have oh. for the past decade now. So it's like, how much further can how much further can you kind of, you know, polish up this turd to try to make it into gold? <laughs> so much as people, I guess, keep buying that, it's it's gonna happen. Uh, speaking of buying, they want you to buy the Transformers movie. The 80s version, uh, again. The good one? <laughs> yes, the good one. Uh, the 30th anniversary edition is coming on Blu-ray. And it's going to come with a limited edition steelbook. Uh, you'll have widescreen and full frame options. And uh, because it's two different Blu-rays, it comes out September 13th. I love this movie. Of course, the soundtrack is freaking legendary uh, at this point. I mean... I'm considering it. I don't know that I will actually do it, but... I actually have not had much experience with Transformers, that that cartoon. Like, at all. <laughs> I only watched a little bit of the cartoon. Like, I, I watched the, the movie is what I really liked about it more than, the, say, the cartoon. Like, I used to watch a lot of Beast Wars as a kid, and be, like Beast Machines, which is terrible, but that's about it. That's my own experience with like Transformers. I watched Beast Wars too. That was a uh, CG before they really knew what to do with it. It was bad. No, I mean, it, it. I mean, it's bad looking now, but at the time, it was pretty like revolutionary. Yeah, I mean, it was cool like when you were a kid, you know. But I've like gone back and watched it. And I was like, oh my god, this is so bad. Yeah, it's but like that's going like watching, back and watching the that's like watching, Power Rangers. Yeah, it's like watching old reboot though. I mean, we oh expect god, or, reboot. You know what? Reboot was cool back then. Like they keep trying to bring that reboot back, and they always keep failing. It's like I never watch a reboot and go, "Man, they get into some crazy stuff in this show." It's like it's going over my head, but all right. Like, uh, they they announced a reboot. Uh, they're they're working on a new reboot show three years ago. Wow. It never saw the light of day, huh? Well, the last news was from last year, where some company ordered a 26-episode first season, which has not materialized. <laughs> uh, soon not. Uh, and Mystery Science Theater 3000, that reboot, they got crowdfunded, is now a Netflix exclusive. So, they're getting them some money. The U.S., Canada, Australia, New Zealand, U.K., and Ireland will be the ones that will get to watch it. And you'll get some of the original cast back with Bill Corbett, Mary Jo Fail, and Kevin Murphy. Dan Harvin is back as the guest writer. Felicia Day will be starring as Kinga. And uh, you'll have Elliot Callan from Daily Show. Being the head writer and everything, so. Um, and Jonah Ray is going to be the host. So. I'm not a big Mystery Science Theater 3000 person, so. This will be sort of my first exposure to it whenever it does show up on Netflix. Have you. Uh, Never watched it? <laughs> pro- pro- probably won't now. They just review, like, B, like C movies or D movies, so. And it's like, I already know they're terrible. Like, the reason I like to watch, like, Red Letter Media is they look at movies that 
you know, I would watch or I look at. <laughs> True. This is what happens when you do a podcast at one thirty. <laughs> well, yeah, now it's almost three thirty. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully, we're at the end of the show at this point. But uh, yeah, I mean, I know I remember there being a huge deal about them wanting to bring that back, and then the how quick it got crowdfunded. So hats wasn't, off to them. Wasn't Reading Rainbow supposed to come back, or did are there? Yes, the, that got crowdfunded too. What the hell happened? Where are the new episodes of that? <laughs> I've been waiting for that, Reading Rainbow. I want to hear the theme song again. And LeVar Burton reading to me. That's what I, you know, how we all grew up with uh, all that happening. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we get the, the Fairy Fencer F game coming out. The we Have You Fuse on Early Access on PC. So and yeah, I actually have video of that. So. I've heard people complain. I had a friend complaining about that, and I'm just like, it's early access. What do you want? What are they complaining about that it's not? Like she she was complaining. She's like, oh, I got confused, and uh, yeah, I'm just or it's just hard to fi- figure out what's going on, and it's like, again, early access. Like, get over exactly it. Exactly. What do you want them to do? Yeah, she said it was frustrating and not intuitive, and I was just like, yeah, early access. <laughs> Welcome to early access. Yeah, what like, what, you're, you're lucky it has a file that, that's an EXE in it. Most of them don't at this point. <laughs> yeah. <It's>... Okay. <laughs> like people complaining about demos. It's a demo. What do you want it to be? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... There's even a game called Chambara that reinvents hide-and-seek over the PS4. So, you know, that's a winner. Uh, Banner Saga 2 officially releases for Xbox One. Now that it's not part of the uh, Gains for Gold. And, yeah, that's that's uh, that quadrilateral cowboy, I think, got some decent reviews or whatnot. It's coming out for PC. But, yeah, that'll do it for uh, this... Mega edition of the show. Sorry it went a little bit longer, but we did talk about the Nintendo NX thing for a while. Uh, so, yeah. Um, we'll, we won't be taking... I, I will not fall asleep uh, the next time we're supposed to do the show and make it to where we have to miss a week. <laughs> but uh, what is your top eight on this week? This week it was about uh, the top eight games missing from the NES Classic. Uh, and next week, next week is about the top eight, like gaming mistakes in like the history of games. Oh, that should be interesting. Expecting Nintendo PlayStation to make it up there. <laughs> yeah, that's sure that that would make a total sense for that to be there. Uh right now <clears throat> I'm gonna have to be thinking about what I want to do for the top five at, while I'm at work. I can't think of something right now. Uh, nothing that's coming out this week is really giving me just... Top no top five drugs in video games. <laughs> I seriously did that. I seriously was like, I'm going to do that. And then I was like, oh, that's probably not a great headline for a website. I, I mean, I don't know. 401's had some pretty bad things before. So... 
uh, maybe top five, like, games that you like that should have been. No, never mind, you did that already. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you can still do it, just have someone else write it. <laughs> whatever, I'll think of something. I might have to go back into the, the vault. Back in the old <laughs> things. Uh, it is. It has been like four years of me trying to actually come up with original topics. I think at some point you just run the gambit of running out of things. I might have to go into the years thing like I did for the previous one, which was the what was it the top five Xbox console exclusives of the 2010s. Uh, I have to start doing stuff like that, stuff with the years or whatever. Uh, cause I think I haven't done that. I went, I think we went through all the consoles once, but not, not years. So that, that could be something. Um, but yeah, until sometime, unless we get some kind of crazy news happening, uh, next week, probably going to be like Wednesdays now, uh, going to be the day because of Raw and SmackDown now taking up my Mondays and Tuesdays and. Thursdays are always taken. Wednesday, we might have an actual record day where we do this now. So, oh, yay for that. Alright, everybody. Enjoy your games, and we'll see you later. Later. Uh.